Vivian Chenny, a podcaster who discusses all things centered on music, where we sit down with, with your favorite musicians and we talk about their journey and where they've been. I know that we have not had this in a while, but before I introduce my guest for this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, everything. We're on YouTube, we're on all podcast platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, all of we're on it. Right, so today joining me, I have an amazing, amazing and multi-talented musician. She is a pianist, she's a vocalist, she's a composer, she's an arranger, and I mean, we could go on and on, but I have the very talented Tandin Dooley joining me. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I'm glad we actually... Finally, going. finally. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying, trying to have her on the podcast because, you know, she's one of those musicians that you have to sit down with and just to kind of like get where their headspace is, you know, what they're thinking is. Before we get into the conversation, I just want to say thank you so much. We're coming to you from the jazz room in Dopia Zero in Rosebank. Thank you so much for, you know, the guys here at the jazz room for allowing us to use the space and to just be here and bless them with this conversation. So, my darling, how have you been? <laughs> I've been wonderful. Yeah? Think, yeah. Um, and it surprises you and that's my answer, but I have. I mean, it's a mix, a mix of things, uh, but I think mostly I've been great. I'm so happy yeah. to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that. How have you been? I have been, hey, I'm alive. <laughs> so I think for me, what is important for me is, is for us to kind of like get people into, you know, the thought process of the music, the, the story behind the music, because this is what it is. Coffee Conversations is about the story behind the music. Let's talk about, you know, the beginning. Let's go back. Let's take it back to Tandin Duli. Growing up in Soshanguve, you know, this girl that is, you know, she's so young, at four years old, you started playing the piano, right? Um, my earliest memory of playing the piano was not actually at the age of four. I think if I didn't get told that when I started, I wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I remember playing in primary school. And I think the reason I remember is because when I wanted to go and play outside, I always had to practice before I go and play. Mm. It was just like, ah, gosh. (laughs) So this thing of playing music, as much as I liked it, was always something that was coming between my social life (laughs) as a child. But I did enjoy it because my mother did give me options to stop and I'd be like, no, no, I don't want to stop. Yeah, I played played piano, uh, classical music, and I also grew up in a home where we loved Ukula to yeah. sing. Yeah. Uh, when we came together, my father had a choir that he would take just as a side thing yeah. um, at a place in Kharangwa called Idirileng. And yeah, I think in a way, music was always around. Music was always playing in the home. When we had gatherings, there was always singing and music playing, dancing, lots of fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my earliest memories of music were just as a part of our life. So you've already spoken about how you were surrounded by music, you know, at home. But let's talk about the influence that had on you in terms of where you are now. I know that your uncle was also a guitarist, a pianist, and a a lead vocalist back in the 70s, you know. Um, But how has that shaped you, you know, as a musician? What 
how how you know the, the influence around family, the home, growing up, you know, with this music thing. How has that influenced and shaped you as a musician? I definitely think it's it's shaped my sensibilities around music. When I think about what I'm attracted to and what music gets put out of me, it's really a mixture of all that I grew up around. Mm. So. As much as I perform and release music and I'm known under the jazz title, mm. you know, uh, I definitely think all the influences somehow find their way into my music, uh, whether it be classical, choral music, whether it be African music, whether it be music of the 70s, both locally and abroad. Uh, you know, there were so many different tastes of music. Mm. And I had a big family and everyone has their sort of type of thing, you know, yeah. my brothers yeah. were into the hip-hop, yes. and there was a sister who loved punk rock, and, you know, so all those different loves of music somehow came through yeah. um, just my surroundings, mm. and I think that's influenced the fact that um, I don't like being tied into genres. Yeah, so here you are, you know, a young time and you're growing up, and you know this music, and you're, you're surrounded by it. At what point in your life did you decide that you're actually going to take this on and make a career out of it? I know that you went to UCT and you studied jazz, um, but at what point did that decision come where you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take it on, I'm going to, you know, continue and make it and make a career out of it? I don't think it was one decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a series of different moments yeah. and... Um, you know, sometimes you do one thing and leads to another. I think when I realized that I wanted to write music, I was 16. Hmm. And I was practicing in the evening because uh, I was in boarding school. So I was practicing in the performance arts center in the evening. And was very lonely to practice as always, even as a child, I was lonely. Hmm. But it was quite lonely practicing because there were about five students who were doing music in, yeah. in, in my grade. Um, but I loved the, the music that I was practicing and then I thought, wow, I wonder how it would be to write my wow. own stuff. Wow. It was just kind of from that thought or that question mm-hmm. that started getting me intrigued about writing. So I started fidgeting, writing really terrible songs. <laughs> <laughs> but I would write songs, you know, a friend's birthday, I'd write a song, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I performed at one of the uh, school events and the choir master at the time was really like, he started pushing me and saying, you've got to do this more yeah, seriously. Yeah. You've got to take singing lessons. Da, 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 da. This is, you know, and he was all hyped about it. And I was like, okay, you know, um, he eventually had a conversation with my dad and my dad was just like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> um, but the momentum grew from there. Yeah. I think till the point when I was in matric and I, well, grade 11, when you start choosing yeah, um, your path, your yeah. path, and the universities yeah. you wanna apply for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely credit his encouragement because I probably would not have thought of the possibility of me being a composer. Yeah. Um, had he not encouraged um, what I was writing at the time. So tell me about the moment you discovered your voice. You know, at one point. Um, in your life, did you discover your voice and you were like, actually, I can sing Yes. Because, I mean, you, you write, you sing, you play the piano, you compose, <laughs> you arrange. So, 
I just want, I'm, I'm just interested in, in that moment, you know, of, you know, of becoming and, and discovering that force. I wouldn't say I had a moment where I was like, but I, I did have moments where I was like, oh, I love this. Like, uh, you feel singing in a very different part of your body than you feel playing the piano. And it's, it's lovely. I love it. And I remember my, my first piano teacher always used to say, you must feel it in your heart and play it through your fingers, you know. So there was always an attachment to my heart, but somehow uh, singing really resonates in your chest and it like feels good and it sort of can like unleash um, emotions or feelings in a different way. I don't know. Um, I was always in school choirs. In high school, I was in chamber choirs. And uh, we'd have, again, these inter-house music things where yeah. you sing in little groups and where they're trying to sing boys to men. <laughs> you know, you yeah, know, girls, men, girls trying to sing boys to men. I don't even remember who was singing the bass part. <laughs> <laughs> but we were trying anyway. Yeah. But I loved that. And I love singing as a group. And again, I think it comes from my home. Yeah. It just feels like home to sing in groups, to sing with other people. Yeah. It's like one of the feelings that I really associate with home the most. Yeah, yeah. So it was more of a love. And I think when I started, fast forward to when I'm like releasing music and all that, why I started singing was because I felt that although in my first project where I worked a lot with this Pantla mm-hmm. my second project really felt like I needed to say these things. These were my, this was my voice I was hearing saying yeah. these things. So yeah. I guess my, my, producer brain, composer brain um, usually has a voice in mind, whether it's an instrumental voice or a vocal voice mm-hmm. and in the second album it just felt right for me to be the one to sing the songs. Mm. So you've already you know, touched on the albums, let's, let's move into that the making of the music in 2014 you released The Offering mm-hmm. which is still yeah, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful body of work and I think I always go back to it, you know, in moments where you need prayer. I, more than anything, there's there's not a lot of lyrics on it, you know, but just the melody, you know, everything around the song is just so calming, so healing. Um, so let's let's talk about the offering. Let's talk about how it came about, and you know what what was happening in your life at that at the time. Um, of the making of the offering. Well, thank you for that. Um, the offering was, I guess, a collection of music that I had been writing since I started studying. So when I'm in university, uh, I enter uh, the jazz school at Cape Town. Uh, a lot of new music and a lot of information yeah. coming yeah. at me because I haven't really... Uh, learned to play jazz and all that so I was listening to a lot of music like it was literally a daily ritual to go to the school library and go and listen to something and you know um, I actually miss that practice of listening uh, so intently and so frequently um, because as I've grown older and busier it's not a, it's it's more of a luxury to be able to sit and listen yeah you know yeah um, but I definitely was taking in a lot of new stuff and it was inspiring me. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a lot of songs while I was still studying and 
I think from the offering, the last song that I really actually wrote was HT. Um, and I guess what was happening in, in that album was that why I called it the offering was because I wasn't sure, confident how I'd be received, but I really felt like, well, I've got to give this music because every time I have shows, people are like, wait, can we get your CD? And I'm like, ah, there's no CD. <laughs> um, so it was, it was kind of like a way for me to say, look, I may not be the artist that I think I should be. How HT came about, um, that song was written three weeks before your grandmother passed away, you know, and that was almost paying homage to the woman that she was in your life. Let's talk about a bit about, you know, that time um, when you wrote that song, you know, um, and your grandmother passing away three weeks later. Um, at the time, my grandmother was uh, suffering from dementia, so I actually wrote the song kind of feeling nostalgic about mm. the relationship I used to have with her. Mm. Yeah, it was just a, a little tribute to her. I found it amazing that she passed on three three weeks after, and I'm yeah. grateful wow. that I got a chance to write something uh for her yeah. while she was still alive because she was an incredible woman mm. um, and she had a huge impact on my life. Yeah. So let's talk about, you speak a lot about, you know, the energetic exchange between musicians and how chemistry for you is so important um, when it comes to the making of the music. Let's talk about some of the musicians that you have worked with on, on that album and, you know, how you came about, you know, Choosing them, choosing to work with them, you know. Um, yeah, let's talk about that process itself. Well, the way I think about uh, a band, and a lot of people think that it's just about booking a person who plays that instrument. Mm -hmm. um, there have been many times when, you know, I've turned down a gig because certain people can't make it. And then I do have the choice whether to think of, like, find a replacement or... Just not do the yeah. <laughs> I think what I've realized about music is that just as in the same way with conversation with people, you're going to say what you want to say and contribute to conversations based on how you feel in, in the group. So in groups where you feel awkward, you'll say less, you won't give your best, yeah. you'll put things here and there. And I think over time, uh, building this this group of musicians that I've worked with has come from that fact that we were comfortable around each other mm. off the band stage mm. uh, and were able to have conversations and then as we play the music there's just a, a synergy and you know like even just with putting together a guitar player that plays well with a pianist that's not always an obvious yeah. thing but Keen and I work well together as uh, chordal instruments and then the horns do they sound well together do they blend do they work well together so those are the kind of things that I think of and then also just the energy between us as, as people it's yeah. about the, yeah. the people first yeah and why music as in why do I do music why music why I, need music? <laughs> I need it I need it yeah I need it um yeah, I mean it's a it's such a cliche, but it didn't. I didn't choose it. 
I don't believe I chose it. Yeah. I believe that it's kind of like uh, something that's in me, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, also not to make it sound too mystical and like too out there, because I do think that sometimes it's just about. But I need it. My spirit needs it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, most of the songs that I've written have come from my own personal need, yeah. uh, and not so much like. Let me do this so that this and then that can happen. Obviously, you can think that way and you can uh, expand on your initial ideas that way. But yeah, it's for me. I need it so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my thing. I guess like some people write, which I also like writing and journaling. That's yeah. also a thing for me. Everyone has their thing. Yeah. And music is your thing. And music is my thing, yeah. Some people, they sit in front of a mirror, they do their makeup for fun. Some people, they they dress up and get really good outfits. And it's just a privilege to be able to make my thing a career path. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So, before I confirmed that we're going to be sitting down and having a conversation, I just, I, I went back to the first time I experienced your life. Oh. Um, so I think it was either Joy of Jazz or Rebirth of Cool. <laughs> but I remember that I was just so mind blown, you know, by how talented you are, you know. Um, and I remember you were doing Little Dragons twice. <laughs> and you did it so beautifully. I was like, oh, God, who is this girl? You know, uh, but tell me about those moments of you know performing live with, with the audience and people that are that are just lovers of your music. Mm. Thank you. Uh, I remember and miss those gigs. Oh man, <laughs> it means freedom for me. It means freedom. Uh, I think I've had this mild obsession with freedom, like. Mm. If I look back and I look at my songs and the things I write, and yeah. even in my journals, I'm like, ooh, why every time? <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe in my past life, I was like a uh, freedom fighter. Freedom fighter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's freedom, and, and stage is a place for me that allows that, uh, that freedom to be what I want to be in that moment. People who come to your show, they already bring an energy of, I paid money because I want to come to your show. Mm. So there's a very supportive energy that allows for uh, me to be as free as possible. Mm. But it's, it's also the audiences, uh, they come with, like I think they come with beautiful energy yeah. and it contributes to everything. I'm, yeah. It's a very intoxicating place to be, mm. you know, on stage and... I mean, I remember those gigs. Sometimes they would go on way longer. My God. (laughs) Than they were supposed to. Because it was just like, the crowd was feeding. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I love that energy exchange. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's freeing. And I think the freedom that I get to feel is shared with the audience, shared with the musicians. Mm We're all sharing this energy and everyone Mm -hmm. just feels elevated by the whole experience so yeah yeah, that's what that's what I love about stage is that I can be whatever in that moment yeah and uh, it's great yeah it's I I I don't know if you have not experienced my life I don't know where you have been because well it's one of those things 
in life you have to just see, you know. Um, so, Exiled. <laughs> that album. <laughs> yeah, that album literally, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's so beautiful. So let's talk about, you know, the thinking behind Exiled. Every time I play that album, I just go to a very different place, you know. Um, and I want us to just unpack Let's, let's unpack the, the album itself, you know, the, the music that you put together, that you wrote. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about Exiled. I, I think as we go, we'll unpack the songs. I have a couple of songs that I want us to unpack. But let's talk about Exiled and, you know, the, the, the making of the album itself, how it came about, you know, um, the writing. What is the thinking behind it? Um... Oof, that's, that's a tough question to answer because there's a lot. It's very layered. And I think mainly what I can say is that very much like my first album, uh, the idea behind Exile came as a result of looking at all the songs that were being written. Uh, so I didn't start with the concept and say I'm going to write music under this theme, but I realized that there was a thread and a theme, uh, multi-layered uh, across the different songs that I was writing at the time. So I guess that was the reason I put it together, uh, why I called it Exiled. Yeah, I have, in fact, that whole album, I think, for me, is a fav- every song on it is such a favorite. But there are a couple of songs that I want us to unpack, you know. Um, let's start with Cosmic Light, because I think it's one of the songs that I remember when the album came out, it was on rotation, you know, on, on most radio stations, and I remember hearing it, and I thought, oh my God, um, what a beautiful song. Um, let's talk about what that song means for you, and why you wrote it, you know. Um, oh, cosmic night, you shine so brightly, yet your night is darker than these eyes can see, you know. Um, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people and you know personally I connect with, with the message behind the song but let's let's talk about you know the writing of the song and what it means for you I think that's what it is you know I think uh, it is it does mean a lot of things to a lot of people yeah. and I think that's the the, the beauty of art and mm. I think it's important to for me it's important to give space to the music to mean what it means to me to mm. other people. So I think where people hear it is where it is for them. Mm. Um, many times I've listened to things that have changed over time and that's more a reflection of me than the actual music that I'm listening to. So, yeah, I guess if you want a solid idea of what it was, it was a prayer for me, but mm. I think it... it I also say that without wanting to impose yeah. what it meant for me yeah. to everybody who listens to it. Yeah. And then there's a song like, <laughs> when I listen to the song, I'm just like, yo, wait again. Tandi is so deep, guys. <laughs> a song about healing, you know, and asking for for space to be allowed for you to go through this healing process, you know. Um, Sure, yeah. That's it. Let's 
that is it, right? That is it, yeah. That is, I mean, that is it. I think, I think, uh, you know, black people in South Africa and around the world mm. uh, have been asked for way too much, I think, mm. in, in the sense of not having any reverence around uh, our struggles. Mm. There's not, you know, <laughs> to this day there's, there's uh, reverence around the experience of the Jewish people, the Holocaust. There's reverence around, uh, you know, what, like, there's always just some space given to people who have suffered. And we don't get that as black people. Yeah. We don't get that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, guys, it was 20 whatever years ago. Let's just move on, you know. Um, and, you know, there's no kind of commemoration, there's no respect from the outside world, but specifically in South Africa, from the the ones who we are supposed to be building a rainbow nation with. Mm. It's almost like the rainbow sure. nation is our work, wow. you know, alone. Yeah. That's what it felt like to yeah. me. That's what it feels like, I think, to a lot of South Africans yeah. that making South Africa a, a nice place to live mm. is the responsibility of the ones who are hurt. Mm. You know, wow. so we must get over it. We must not talk about the pain anymore or the yeah. past. We must just keep moving because sure. it's uncomfortable yeah. for us to hear you talking about that part of our history. And I think that's not fair. Yeah. I think So New Way was, you know, I like to... There's a song of, of C.B. Wonders called Visions, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like, it's a song that he wrote years ago, but still hasn't kind of manifested, mm-hmm. you know, his vision mm-hmm. hasn't manifested. So yeah. in that same way, New Way for me was like, what if we could do it like this? What if we could actually just be allowed to feel the pain and everyone would heal from us, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, that's what UA was about in a sense. It was directly sparked by an incident of uh, uh, I remember this lady Karamukwena who was mm-hmm. killed. Murdered, yeah. yeah, and it was just I don't know if there was a lot of I mean femicide is a continuing problem in mm-hmm. South Africa, but I think around the time when I wrote it, there were just a lot of. Um, these stories coming up in the news and it was like it was just heavy on my soul so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um another song that i really love on new way is beautiful by the way yeah. thank you for for that work you know um i think it's important to reflect on, on on those kind of issues you know in the time that we live in um one of my favorite songs that I really vibe to is Complicated. <laughs> um, part two with Will um, Sadashi. You know, I love that the, the collaboration between, you know, the two of you. I, I think it's it's so beautiful. And I think the messaging behind the song itself, you know, there are many ways to say that you love somebody. And that's really what it is, you know. But let's talk about how that song came about, you know, the writing behind it. Hey, what was happening? <laughs> hey, yeah, that, that one was a very personal one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was 
particular relationship in my life that mm. was complicated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I wrote it because I was realizing that sometimes love does not look like being what together and yeah. living happily ever after. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I and I thought it would be great to have Vuyo's voice on it because of Vuyo's oh, voice. Come on, how? First of all, because of his voice. Yeah. Um, moment of silence for his voice. I mean, honestly. Um, yeah, but also just to have a male voice on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So last year, during lockdown, you gave us a brilliant, brilliant, you know, body of work. Um, you gave us um, Exiled, which was recorded live in Switzerland. <laughs> Tell me about that um, process. Tell me about, you know, those moments of you traveling, making music, and giving us that beautiful. Um, it's a festival that's organized by artists. Yeah. Very cool festival. And one of the organizers who has been to South Africa and spent some time here with a friend of mine, when he was speaking to me about performing there, he was uh, saying that I have free reign to do whatever I want. Wow. So I was like, oh my gosh. Like, okay. I've always <laughs> like wanted... Like a kid in a candy yeah, for an like, artist. What can I do? Yeah. I've always uh, wanted... And in fact, when I thought of Exile, the sound was big, 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 yeah. big, big. Uh, yeah. But I couldn't get it as big yeah. on the album. Uh, but... He was like, sure, we'll have a lot of musicians. You can have a lot of musicians in there. So I arranged uh, the music. Um, I chose a few songs, not the whole album, but I arranged the music, performed it, and then it wasn't actually even intended to be released. It was wow. just performing. They told me they would record it. The recording was great. And I just thought of sharing that moment in time because I think... It was a once-off, and I don't think it's something that will necessarily happen in the near future again. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. That it did, yeah. yeah, but you also took it out at, you know, COVID showed us flame. So you took it out. I think the timing for it was just so perfect because a lot of us needed something to sort of like connect you, and, and that was that. You know, music was that. Um, tell me about, you know, some of your healing moments, you know, that music has brought you to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> music music uh, and particularly making music but music in general it gives me an awareness of what's happening inside me you know and um, I've actually been spending a lot of time on the idea of healing and I think it's a it's a it's a condition that creates all these other problems I think, you know, violence in our society is a symptom of one being exiled from themselves. Hmm. I think not letting another human being have the space and giving them compassion in their healing journey is symptomatic of being exiled from yourself. Um, I think corruption in government is a symptom of being exiled. Yeah, Yeah, I think there's just that removal from one's own soul and I think music for me does that it's the it's the kind of tune, tuning fork that helps me realize what's actually happening inside me 
So, yeah, so in terms of healing, I think awareness is the very first step of healing. And I think once you're aware of what's happening inside of you, you get the choice to actually do something about something. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Yeah. So in many ways, it's been... That's why I said earlier on that I need music. Mm. Because it's, it's like I don't know what I would use to kind of process being a human being and being on this earth yeah. um, without it. Hmm. And what, what sits at the core of your soul? Um, ooh, you went there. Yeah. <laughs> you went there. Like, like, no warning, no like... Let's take it. Is going um, you mean philosoph- philosophically or like... Just what sits there, you know? What sits there? Um, I think it's love. Mm. Yeah, I think it's love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's my divinity. It's yeah. Life. And in terms of, of your music, your journey, what are you looking forward to the most? You know, what are you excited about? I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Just always excited. Uh, and then the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know, the more I realize I don't know, the more I realize I haven't tried. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, I need a clone <laughs> of five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about what uh, I can still create. Um, I feel very good about the fact that I've come to a place of being at peace with this word jazz and uh, because I think earlier, specifically after university, um, and what you're told at university, this is what jazz is, this is what it isn't, da 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 Those people are not playing jazz, those yeah. people are playing jazz. Yeah. I think I've come to a place of being at peace with, I make music, <laughs> and I really like jazz so much, and it feeds me, uh, but I really like so many different yeah. genres. Yeah. And so I'm just going to make something. Yeah. And uh, sometimes people will feel it's jazz. Sometimes think it's more like soul. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm enjoying that. I feel like I've reached a place where I'm like, okay with not being told that you are not jazz. Yeah. Like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited about what that will give me the freedom to create as well. Mm. And in terms of, you know, influences when it comes to music, what would you say has been the biggest, you know, influencer of, of, of your music, the sound, you know, how it comes about, how it comes to life. I don't think there's a biggest influence yeah. on, on my sound. I think my my influence is my life, my life experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'm influenced by things I read, you know, it's yeah. not always musical. Yeah. Sometimes I'm influenced by something I watch, like a movie, yeah. or, you know, I mean... I watched this thing on Netflix yesterday where I was like, like it just touched me. And it's like a food documentary. Yeah. I also love food. But it's like a food documentary. And my heart was just, I felt like I was watching, you know, the most beautiful movie ever. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's a food documentary that it really moved me. And just there was stories shared in there that really inspired me. So, Inspiration comes from everywhere. Yeah, from many different. Uh, it's not just, you know, as copy and paste as like, oh, that is a nice mm-hmm. horn line, inspired, you know. Yeah. 
Well, look, thank you so much for this um, beautiful conversation. I can't wait to see what else you are creating because you're always giving us beautiful music. You're always finishing us. Um, I, I wish you nothing but the best on you know on your musical journey, on on your journey, you know, as as a human. Um, and yeah. Congratulations on your summer nomination. Thank you. <laughs> um, but before we go, tell me about some of the musicians you still like to work with, collaborate with. So many. Yeah. So many. Well, we'll discuss it. I am going to have her back on Coffee Conversations when she brings back that summer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, she's an award winner already. Um, but thank you so much, Tadi. I really appreciate thank you. Know, you Thanks for having with me. you. I can't wait for us to, you know, chat again. Um, yeah, and thank you so much for for listening, for watching. Um, please do continue to like, subscribe, share, all of so that we can grow. You know, and um, this is your favorite music podcast where we discuss all things music and um, it is the story behind the music um, and thank you for watching Coffee Conversations with myself and YouTube.
Thank you.